Scottish Football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Been an interesting first 45 minutes around the country. It's goalless at Ibrooks, which will surprise lots of people. That Rangers up against a majorly understrength Dundee United side, and in fact, we're about to get that one underway. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Visit their website for their full range of specialist PPE and RPE. And there has been a change at the break for Rangers, Roger. Yeah, Scott Wright is on for the second half No Aribo yet, no Sakali yet As we suggested at the break But right on John Lundstrom off So that will mean Scott Arfield Dropping in a little deeper Next to Glenn Kamara And Wright joining Kent and Hadji In supporting Morelos Well, it's a fairly uh, dramatic change by Rangers And it's recognition of the fact That they haven't worked Trevor Carson In the Dundee United goal Nearly hard enough uh, United, of course, the only team to have beaten Rangers this season. It would be a major shock if Rangers dropped anything at home today, uh, particularly the day before Celtic playing a cup final, um, and Rangers having lost in the semi-final of that cup competition. Um, but they have 45 minutes to redress the balance here. They should have won this game comfortably. They have laboured, and now they have 45 minutes to... Um, do something about maintaining Giovanni van Bronckhurst's flawless, unbeaten record. They're keeping the zero, but they aren't doing enough at the other end. That Falkirk game has been called off. Oh. Kenny Miller's big return to coaching's lasted 40 minutes and it's been called off due to the fog. Uh, Fraser Wishart, we're not underway yet for Park, are we? No, the teams are just kind of wandering out. The referee's one and towards the centre circle. I think it kind of sums up the tempo of the game so far hoping for a bit better in the second half the only shot at goal was that Dean Cornelius effort great goal great moment for the young lad and what a cracker to open up your, your scoring for your, for your hometown club the team supporters a boy but uh, from both teams need a bit more especially St Johnson where are they going to get this goal from to get themselves a point did he run over to his mates in the corner or did he just lose his all sense of where he was and, and panic with the celebration that can happen when you don't score many yeah, when you don't score many, you don't know what to do. But no, he, he didn't, didn't run over in front of him. It was that end, Gordon, so he, he could have done. But uh, I think he was just so excited by the by the, the skill of the goal, the great moment for him as well. So he was just running about like a like a headless chicken. A missed opportunity. We're back underway in that one as well. What do you read into that change for Rangers at the break, Gordon? Well, it's certainly a manager that doesn't hang about to change things. You know, we looked at the lineup at the beginning of the game and within five minutes he changed that. Um, and then at half-time, usually you get the managers that will give it the usual, I'll have a team talk, I'll see if I can get a reaction, get the subs warmed up, make the decision in 15 minutes. He ain't hanging about, he's seen it's not working, he wants to have different pace to the game. He knows Dundee United look very well organised, he wants something different there. Right on, let's see if that makes a difference for Rangers, but he's certainly not hanging about with substitutions. Well it looks like it made a difference Roger Because Scott Wright picked up the ball And went on a 60 yard run Leaving Dundee United players in his wake He was then brought down I, I mean I think fairly I think the ball was won uh, But Scott Wright has Taken a bit of a sore one Very firm challenge by Scott McMahon Won the ball Put Scott Wright in the deck at the same time Ball's gone out Playing the far side In front of the Govan stand We're going to see it again Here it's not in, Yes it is McMahon Sorry Decent challenge Wins the ball Yep, that'll go for a throw-in But Scott Wright needing a little bit of treatment And Tam Coates, you know, we speak about Gianni, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And his half-time words and his half-time change 
What a record for Tram Corns. He's not considered a goal to the last two Rangers managers. That's why you're here. All the big stats, all the important facts of the day uh, to give us. I'll tell you who won't be happy, Hugh. The Duff. Air United. 3-0 down to Queen of the South. Whoa. I know for a fact he'll have been in there saying, next goal's important. Let's get ourselves back into it. And it's gone to Queen's 3-0 down. Jim Duffy is joining us tomorrow on the programme I don't expect to see the usual smiling man from Mary Hill uh, That's a fairly comprehensive going over And a long time to go Now I occasionally And I'm glad producer Callum's not here Because he would be in agreement with this I've got just a little bit of a control freak element with certain things Did you get the amended version of this teaser? I have. I took a dislike to some of it yes, And I, I, took, I took my pen to it I have so, the amended right, version Good, now we're obviously in different studios We're staying safe And that's why these things are a bit more off the cuff <laughs> This afternoon, let's do it Hugh The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online I have played alongside Graham Alexander, Stephen Presley and Christian Daly. I have been managed by Craig Brown and Chris Kamara. I featured for nine clubs in my career across two continents, winning six domestic honours in Scotland. Who am I? So, I played alongside Graham Alexander, Stephen Presley and Christian Daly. Been managed by Craig Brown and Chris Kamara. I featured for nine clubs in my career across two continents, winning six domestic honours here in Scotland. Good question, that Roger Hanna. Do you think you've got it straight away? No, no not no, yet. No, definitely not. Uh, Gordon Deal, this will be interesting. Right? I'm going to set you a challenge for just once. I'm going to allow it once because you're at home. I will allow you to use Google on that, and I still want to see how long it takes you. Um, I, I, Gordon, no disrespect to Hugh, but I didn't even listen to him there. What did I say at the start of the show? Four hours yeah. with him, who has a poor attention no. span at the best of times, no. from home was going to be a challenge. Well, well I knew that, I knew, hold on, Hugh, I knew the minute that if, even if I did get that, I was going to be called a cheat anyway. So I, I thought to myself, perfect time just to switch off for a minute or two. But I, I, I think the rest of the people that are listening to you found you really exciting, but unfortunately... <laughs> Tell the truth, you're watching a Christmas movie in Channel 5, aren't you? Yeah, that Wonderland world, whatever Gordon told me. I've still not got to that. But that's tonight, Gordon. Was that your attempt at remembering It's a Wonderful Life? Wonderland, that's the very whatever one. it's called. <laughs> that's the very Honestly. one. It's a wonderful... <laughs> uh, it's, on, it's on the radar tonight, boys. Is it? Is that the choice tonight? Uh, it's on the radar tonight, yes Oh, good I'm going to do A it. wonderful choice Well, literally I mean, you Because we, we outed you last week On the show Having never seen it And you said you were going to So you, a man of your word You're going to do that one tonight? Yeah, that's the one tonight He'll now upset all of life. Britain By saying that Jimmy Stewart is hopeless And the movie was boring We all know that's <laughs> not the case But it's interesting Because Roger Hanna was, He was having the same discussion At the break He was saying he's going to go For the old Christmas movie With the family tonight And he was looking for uh, for recommendations It's that time of the year But I'm, I'm jealous of you on that one Having never seen it You are in for a treat <laughs> Looking forward to it I'll be put on at 7 Did you tell him it's a black and white uh, movie? You, uh, you took the words out of my mouth You do know it's black and white Don't go 
Smashing the top of your TV When, when it's expecting colour right? It's been black and white How on earth can he complain at that? This is a man who at the start of the last season His hair was black And at the end of the season it was white <laughs> If it's good enough for him It's got to be good enough for, got to be good enough for the movie It's a wonderful life sponsored by Just For Men Yeah Fraser uh, Wishart's obviously not enjoying the game Gordon he says Do you want me to pop round with a brandy To get Daz going? Are you that desperate well, yet for company? No, 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 never that desperate. I did give Wisher a bit of stick on the phone because he's passing right by my house, Gordon. If that's me, I'm starting off getting a wee packet of biscuits, leaving them at the door and saying I'm thinking of you, but no, no Wisher. All he thinks about is his PFA hat. He's a professional. He has to get to the game, get his research done, things that are unknown concepts to you. Yeah, I'm very disappointed and I'm, I'm disappointed in that cake as well, let me tell you No, I, I, will, I will provide cake I just I got distracted and I thought Nah, I'll take this in for Hugh instead He's, he's, he's very needy You can see why all these wives left him <laughs> uh, Moving swiftly on On Twitter, we're still looking for On, on our poll We're inspired by Willie Borland last night The nine dart finish What would you rather? Nine dart finish A one four seven in snooker A hole in one at golf or something else We're at nearly 2,000 votes It's very mm-hmm. democratic yep. And it's still the hole in one Is out in front on 34% 147 in snooker on 29 And 27% the nine dart finish So it's close It is We did throw a kind of Wimbledon option in there as well But to be honest That was never as It was never in the same I'm, The same bracket I'm, for me I'm going to give it another 15 minutes Before the first tweeter comes on and says I would love to be sent off the bench By Giovanni Van Bronckhorst yeah. To score a winner against Indy United Padraig's got one that we've not thought of Peeling the lid back on a yogurt and not finding any on the underside of the lid. Yep. That's the dream. That is true. <laughs> is that rarer than a 147 in snooker? Probably. Uh, I don't mind that at all. That's a good suggestion. Uh, I didn't know this. Greg Bell says the perfect nine darter is a treble 20, treble 19, and a bull three times. Doing that would be special. God, I didn't know that. So I, did, I didn't know that. So it's like the, the, the perfect hat trick, as they say. The, mm-hmm. What? Is it right foot, left foot, head? What's, mm-hmm. is, does it have to be in order? No, I don't think it needs to be no, in order. Right, okay. Uh, I see some very specific uh, answers on here. Uh, I must admit, Charlie's Granda says, I, I'm always a winner. I'd like to be the hare at the greyhounds <laughs> and turn round and gesture to the dogs. This is getting a bit weird, I must admit. Um, what else have we got? Oh, there we go. Oh, Daniel D's just opening the can of worms. He says, It can't be the darts or snooker because they're not sports. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then again Celtic Life 147 It's not that impressive Because it's a pub game I mean even if it is A 147 is impressive Gordon Is it not? As a man who dedicated Much of his time And couldn't get That close to it Yeah it's very impressive Indeed And for these young guys Nowadays And obviously The older guys Like our own friend John Higgins That do it regular Gordon It is a terrific achievement very hard to do very hard indeed uh, yeah there's a pal of yours just been sent off mm, yeah. I know I'm wondering about Hang that I saw that shame. I saw that um, it's more than a pal there's a family link there as well uh-huh. that's going to be an unhappy household tonight Jack oh, Leach dear. Sterling Albion 55 minutes I don't know if he's got plans I don't know if he did want to get the Christmas movie started early or something but uh, yeah that's not ideal that he's, he's always loved that expression sent off foul play did he murder somebody <laughs> I'd like to think not um, Big anyway. game for them in the new year at Ibrox in the Scottish yeah. Cup <laughs> Yeah absolutely And they're having a torrid time as well They started the season brilliant Kept up with Kelty for a while They've dropped like a stone Kevin Rutkiewicz the manager's gone They're getting beat off Annan today And they're down to 10 men That's not 
Uh, going well for Stirling Albion. Oh, we've got another one of these. Gordon, this might interest you. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Motherwell 2, St Johnston 0. And it's the man they call the budget Bergkamp. Kevin Van Veen has doubled Motherwell's advantage. And um, he, the manager, the Scotland manager, might be there looking for Tony Watt. There's all the talk about the contracts mm. and all the rest of it. He's not on the score sheet yet. It's Kevin Van Veen and Motherwell <laughs> will be feeling a lot more comfortable now, won't they, Gordon? Yeah, I can see them obviously going and picking the three points up there, Gordon. I don't see a fight back for St Johnston. I like Van Veen. I really do, since he's walked into the building. I think he brings so much to the team. I think he's work rate. He can get the goals. He's a team player. Up with Tony Watt. Bang in form. I know what Hugh was saying. St Johnston, cup winners, double cup winners last year. They've got good players, good manager. But you just wonder where they're going to get a result. It certainly ain't going to be at Fir Park. Yeah, if you were going to be harsh, Roger, it would probably be the goals that, that you would say Kevin Van Veen can do a bit more of. I think that's his fifth of the season. In his 20th appearance Yeah I think, um, I think he needs to get more goals Than bookings And it was running parallel For a long time Gordon um, There's no doubt There's talent there I've seen it from the first Oh it's not the parallel he's, he's in nine bookings He's miles ahead well, On the bookings Well there you are So that just proves my point He needs to do more of that He needs to focus On the football Graham Alexander He trusts him He does trust him He's hardly He's worked with him Down south before That's why he brought him To another one In the first place But he knows He's the type of player That he needs to sort of Keep on top of and you know, make sure that he focuses more on the goals than the bookings. Well, we're really an hour gone at Ibrook, still nil nil. Uh, Louis Appere has come on for uh, the last one off, didn't he? Oh, uh, and I still see no threat to Trevor Carson's goal. I mean, on one hand, Roger, maybe Dundee United's hands forced a little bit. They've got lack of options, but would that be that would be a slightly attacking change, wouldn't it? Yeah. On paper, personnel-wise, yeah, yeah, I, so. I actually thought Appere might have started this afternoon. He's, he's been in the starting lineup a few times in the last few weeks, and one of the more impressive young players. And actually, one of the youngsters with more experience, if you like. You know, we look at sixteen-year-old Craig Moore and many other untried kids today, uh, the likes of Mikkelsen and Watson and Mockley and people like that. I thought Appere might have started, but he will carry a threat because he's got a turn of pace. For the first time, I'm beginning to wonder if Rangers could play all day and not score. Very, uh, they tend to find a way, Gordon, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's still a long way to go. Gordon, I've been there as a manager, he's standing thinking, Well, we're doing well, everything's going great. You look at that clock, it's not moving, it's like a calendar. The quality of Rangers, it just takes a split second, they open you up, they get the goal, and then they tend to go and score more. But I've got to say just now that, uh, Tam Courts will be over the moon with this. They're working so hard. The young players have stood up to that challenge, going to Ibrox in front of that big crowd, totally underdogs, and uh, giving a good account of themselves. I'm actually frightened to say anything because I'm running behind you guys and I know what's going to happen. You've got to hit that button. Not but, at all. We wouldn't do that to you. Yeah, I just think that uh, they have to dig in deep because... Rangers will keep coming at you and eventually you do get tired so concentration is everything for these young players Jacob Butterfield has been brought on for St Johnston Roger to try and get them back into it. a player with a, a great CV huge reputation I think he went for £4 million at one point yeah. did he not? Yeah um, and maybe finds himself at St Johnston yeah. yeah made his debut for St Johnston coming, having coming back over from Melbourne made his debut there in midweek um, played okay in a, in a difficult Performance for St. Johnson away at Rangers. Um, St. Johnson, though, 
It's a big game now on Wednesday night. They've got Ross County coming to Perth on Wednesday night. County currently winning at Livingston. Dundee currently getting a point off Hearts. It would leave St Johnson isolated at the bottom. It would mean that there were three points adrift. If they were then to lose at home to Ross County, it really does begin to look like a problem for Callum Davidson. Oh. Yeah, you always hear they're too good to go down. And, yeah. and I'm not sure exactly what that means because there have been loads of teams on paper in Scotland who yeah. didn't. Like I say, on paper, didn't have the worst squad, not even close, but certainly went down. Well, I mean, they told us that Kilmarnock had too many good players to go down. Where are they now? Um, so, th- th- no such thing exists. Um, if Hearts and Hibs uh, and Dundee United uh, and like Dundee can all go down, Kilmarnock, uh, then it can happen to St Johnson. It's just a horrible story. Uh, you know, man wins two cups. In one season Becomes the most successful manager In St Johnson's history uh, And now Players have been sold To compensate for the loss of money Created by the pandemic uh, They haven't been able to replace them With similar quality uh, Others who were magnificent last season Have gone off the boil uh, People like Wotherspoon Have been lost to Callum Davidson For a lengthy period of time Because of injury he just can't buy a break And Can't buy a goal either Yeah and his case wasn't helped uh, The other night Roger Liam Craig He was He was through on goal It seemed like he had a really good opportunity Which Didn't look like St Johnson would get any They got one He went down He was booked for diving Seemed to be the right call From the referee Well it was a right call It just looked like a player Who didn't believe He was going to score a goal And a team That doesn't look as if it believes It's going to score a goal Um, They could blow the final whistle At Fir Park And let Fraser Wisher Get an early cut Because there is no way St Johnson are coming back Into that And if they do I will blame you I'm not Sure I'm accepting that I don't like it When I hear those things Are you sure? Stand on me Positive right Okay uh, that's fine Dave Galloway Not a lot happening at Dens Between Dundee and Hearts Still goalless there And I'm surprised at that too I thought Hearts would, would go there Would stamp their authority in the game They are third in the Premiership Remember They're going okay at the minute They've got good attacking options They've got Andy Halliday Back in the team today What could possibly go wrong? It's not going Robbie, well for Robbie Nielsen Rogers Always bleating about officials uh, And they may very well try And blame this on officials today But You have to look mm. at yourselves And uh, against a Dundee side who have all manner of problems, uh, that's not good enough. I was just looking for some context there um, on Craig Moore, the young Dundee United player who's playing this afternoon. He was—you'll remember when Celtic lost in Europe to Media Bratislava. Yes, he was not yet born when My that happened. Goodness. Now that does not seem like long ago. Gordon Strachan, obviously, uh, remember um, George Burley left Hearts despite being. Unbeaten at the start of the Ten games SPL unbeaten, season yeah. Craig Moore was one month old when that happened well, This is a new For many years now We've spoken about players on this show And Hugh will say They're younger than my children uh-huh. For the first time this afternoon Indeed United have a player Who's younger than my children And how does that make you feel? <laughs> old <laughs> Not great Scott Arfield off Joe Arebo on They've gone for the big guns Hugh Yeah well they have to Because they're 64 minutes gone at Ibrooks. Uh as things stand, you don't see a goal coming for Rangers, so you have to start thinking, uh, how on earth do we get one? And it's sent for the big guns, and it's the only thing. I'm just surprised that Sakala hasn't been called upon. 
Now the worst case scenario here Roger Is that that substitution doesn't work And it doesn't get Rangers the win And he gets booked And misses the Celtic game in two weeks time Yeah absolutely of course it is But I think the priority as we spoke at half time For Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Has to be three points this afternoon um, The Rangers were very close to moving Six clear before Anthony Ralston's 97th minute heroics for Celtic On Wednesday night They've got a chance to go seven clear This afternoon And if they can't beat And can't score against this shadowed and united side It will be a real setback for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst His first really as manager uh, Hottie on for Mockery For Dundee United So they're making changes as well Down to the bare bones today I mean Roger you wrote down a list of players that are missing For Dundee United today And it is quite incredible Yeah well just looking earlier on you know, If you look at Benji Segrist The first choice goalie Mark Reynolds Liam Smith Kieran Freeman Jandro Fook Ian Harts Peter Pollitt Elmari Niskanen Mark McNulty The lad Biamu Who came up from Coventry Young Lewis Nielsen That is a full 11 Of players with first team experience Who are unavailable For Tram Courts this afternoon And yet The 11 And the couple of subs That he sent on already Are still keeping Rangers out After 65 minutes Scott Wright has missed A glorious chance To put Rangers in front He should have scored uh, He's been At the mercy the goalkeeper is at his mercy And he's allowed mm. Trevor Carson to make a stop He should not have been allowed to make So that for me goes mm. down as missed sitter It's Rangers' best chance by a mile, Roger It is also a good save though Both can be true Yeah, yeah, but listen Sometimes Daz will tell you Don't give the goalkeeper the opportunity to make the save Lift it over that trailing leg And I think Scott Wright would have done it If he, if he had it again I think that's what you would try and do again But you get the sense You mentioned it earlier on About the physical toll This game's going to take In these young Dundee United kids Two thirds of the way through It's beginning to Maybe catch up There's a few looking as if They're, they're beginning to tire Rangers beginning to Get a couple of sides Of Trevor Carson's goal You just wonder if United can hang on Yeah it's going to be a long 25 minutes isn't it Gordon? Yeah, that's a sitter for me. It's great. He gets a break of the ball, Gordon. He's got to score up. He's got to take that a bit quicker. I think that if that's Morelos in that situation, the ball in the back of net. But right now, you've got to say that Dundee United deserve a little bit of luck here. You know, they've gone there under strength. Now, I'm not saying they'll go with their full team and they've got to cause Rangers any more problem because I don't think that's the case. I think it's just that there have been young players thrown in at the deep end and deep end and they've risen to that challenge they've been absolutely brilliant Rangers haven't been at their best I, if it was me I'm surprised I think Rangers would just take a 1-0 right here now and say three points was the most important I just keep looking at Scott Wright chance these are the kind of chances on days you think is it going to fall for us have we got to get that vital one right now Van Bronckhorst will be saying give me 1-0 give me three points we'll move on yeah, you would imagine so. Inverness have taken the lead against Hamilton Ackies. Cameron Harper on 65 minutes. Cove doubled their lead against Alloa. Rory McAllister on 60. And uh, it's all going to plan for those sides. Let's check in on that teaser, Hugh. Mm. I have played alongside Graham Alexander, Stephen Presley and Christian Daly. I've been managed by Craig Brown and Chris Kamara. I played for nine clubs in my career. Across two continents Winning six domestic honours in Scotland Who am I? A common wrong answer And Gordon DL sent me this as well Who do you think it is Gordon? Oh no, is it wrong? Stuart no. McCall Stuart McCall He's got ten domestic honours 
uh, in Scotland So it's not Stuart McCall You're getting closer, the lot of you uh, But it is not Stuart McCall Let me do some more wrong answers to try and help you along the way Try and nudge you in the right direction What else have we got? Um, tell you what, loads going for Stuart McCall uh, Ants Boy thinks it's Paul Hartley No Duncan Holmes thinks it's Ian Ferguson No Connor Rowley thinks it's Callum Davidson Nope TJ thinks it's Morris Malpass Nope Okay We'll check in on that In the not too distant future I think Is a disappointment For one of Oh it is It's the young man Craig Moore yeah. It's Craig Moore The man who was born In September 2005 And plays for Dundee United I think he's been Stretched off Roger yeah, he, was back, he was back in the box He was actually trying To make the challenge On Scott Wright As Trevor Carlson Made the save from Scott Wright Looks as if he's just Overextended himself Lengthy treatment there He's gone off And a real bit of experience On now for United Kerr Smith He's 17 oh. <laughs> It's not getting any better For you Hugh uh, No uh, Not getting any better For Rangers either uh, It's remarkable It's one of those Peculiarities of football Where you think to yourself Well this is a shoo-in Absolute shoo-in A manager who's won Five games in the bounds But I think there might be A penalty here Penalty and for there is Rangers. a penalty to Rangers at Ibrox. It's Scott McMahon. He doesn't look to protest too much. What a huge moment this could be. Rangers really haven't looked like scoring. It was a cross uh, from James Tavernier, and it does hit the hand of Scott McMahon. It travels quite a distance, Roger. It looks... Does... He seems to turn his back in the ball. I'm never sure it's a wise thing to do. The ball's coming in from normal Tavernier delivery point wide on the right. McMahon's the first defender as the left-back would be in that situation. James Tavernier steps up. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Rangers 1, Dundee United 0, 70 minutes on the clock. The captain makes no mistake, dispatches that. And how important could that goal turn out to be, Hugh Keevens? Absolutely immense. Uh, it's all about the psychology of the situation that puts Rangers seven points ahead of Celtic. Uh, and, uh, you know, it puts the pressure on Celtic who are otherwise in, engaged tomorrow in a cup final. So at the back of their minds, they will say, oh, seven-point gap now. Now, in Cloud Cuckoo Land, where we live, uh, what will happen now is that the, the Rangers fans who have been going on since Wednesday about time added on for Celtic, when in actual fact it was time added on for Ross County and Celtic, uh, the Celtic fans will now respond by saying, ah, when they needed it, Rangers got a penalty. But it is a penalty, Roger Hanna, is it not? Without doubt, and I think the boy from Eusebi Deli will be opening early tomorrow. He can expect Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Ross Wilson down for their, their coffee and their Danish pastries early on. There'll be a, a degree of relief all around Ibrox. You could see in the celebrations from James Tavernier, I've seen him we all have take many penalties for Rangers. Don't remember him celebrating the way he celebrated that goal with his Rangers teammates. That shows the importance. That shows the anxiety that was on all sides of Rangers. And it shows the relief. Here's the penalty again. Oh, Stonewall. That's a Stonewall. And he nearly yeah. caught it. Gordon, <laughs> Hugh, Hugh's right. It's actually quite easy to predict these things. Opposition fans will say, ah, Rangers were struggling against a, sh a shadow team and they got a penalty when they needed it. What is Scott McMahon doing there? Yeah, well, that's I the don't question. know because because you're right in what you said, Gordon. Rangers were struggling against a depleted team, but I'm with the boys. As much as people go, "Wow, well, Rangers got a penalty again when they were struggling," it's a stonewall penalty. You can't argue with the penalty, and 
Roger touched on it there. The celebrations. Tavernier knows how big a goal that is because of Rangers haven't been at their best. Three points is everything. They want to put more pressure on Celtic. They want to get that gap to seven. That's a big, big goal. But I've got to say, Dundee United and their supporters, mm. everybody concerned, will be so disappointed. But it is, without doubt, a penalty kick. You cannot argue with that. Because, Roger, you, especially now, when you hear handball, you always think there's going to be some room for doubt you th- because we know that the rule can be very unfair. That had all the hallmarks. Scott McMahon is maybe... 15 yards away from James Tavernier It's not one of them where you say Oh he couldn't get his hand out the way It's not one of them where you say The hand's down by the body I, I'm not even sure what he's trying to do Does he, Is he trying to header it? He gets it spectacularly wrong I think the bottom, Listen, Daz is the expert in these things But I think Scott McMahon's body position To defend the cross was poor He seemed to sort of turn side onto it I actually didn't think it was James Tavernier's best cross um, it seemed to sort of go behind where McMahon was And he just seemed to l- lose all focus on, on where he stood and where he was going He just threw up the right hand as the ball flew past him And very good spot by Alan Muir To, describe, a penalty. It, to describe it for people who have yet to see it I am a pedestrian I know about these things It was the act of a man putting his hand out to stop a bus <laughs> You've done his, that a few times His hand was so far extended from the rest of his body That, that there's... No other decision that the referee can arrive at Right, we were feeling very smug about ourselves For, unlike our English neighbours Surviving Covid cancellations What we're not surviving is the fog Mm. East Fife Falkirk started but has not finished And has been called off Comarnock Dunfermline started and will not finish It's been called off due to the fog Uh, It's amazing I I looked out the window this morning And thought, I can't remember the last time I saw fog In in any part of our world Uh, But Two games so far. It's a sorry. Oh, it's lovely. Okay, always, always. Yeah, um, yeah. And Roger, do, do you actually think he's got up out of the cleanup and gone and looked out the curtains to check whether there's fog? Well, even if he has, it's dark, so I don't know what he's. Yeah, dear, it wouldn't be missed. He would spot it. Um, yeah, I mean, Roger, particularly those two games. It was the new era for Falkirk, and they were one nil up. Tommy Wright. Uh, it was poised at one each. Does he maybe just take that and move on and try and regroup because he wanted, you know, it's been a tough time for him anyway? Um, I'm not sure. The Tommy Wright Kilmarnock thing really does perplex me. Simon the call on Tuesday night laid out the case against Tommy Wright, the results, the performances, um, his clash, if you like, with the supporters up at Kirkcaldy last week. But uh, if you're making a case for Tommy Wright, this was the start of a five game run against the five teams in the bottom half of the championship. This was the spell. Where Tommy Wright and Kilmarnock had genuine ambitions To once again sort of stamp their authority on the championship mm. title race if you like So I think Tommy Wright will be disappointed that this game's off I think he would have fancied his chances of getting a winner in this game How frustrating will this be for Tom Courts, Hugh? Because uh, they've, yeah. done, they've done so well They've battled against the odds all afternoon And they've just been undone by a, a crazy moment from Scott yeah. McMahon Again, you know, we can't Entirely rule out the possibility of a Dundee United equaliser. They've got a corner kick right now, for example. But he must be so frustrated, not only with the corner, which has just been headed away, but having worked so hard, young men having risen to the challenge of playing at Ibrooks. It is, call it what you will, a moment of madness is normally the, the newspaper definition of these matters. But, it, you know, 
that there's no doubt. I mean, we can argue about it. The fans can come on tonight and tomorrow and on Monday night when we're here for Super Scoreboard. But there is no argument. It's a clear-cut penalty kick. Sometimes things are just as they seem. And, and one, one of the more experienced players as well, Gordon, it was in one of the United States. I was thinking that, yeah. You, you look down that United side today and the, the Mikasins and the Mockries and the Moors and all of these youngsters, Watson, etc. They didn't make the mistake. It was one of the more experienced lads. It was Scott McMahon who made the mistake. And that'll be particularly galling for Tram Courts, I would think. Uh, yeah, Gordon, the challenge will be now, though. And I get it, it's only one and anything can happen. Do you see Dundee United scoring? No, I don't, Gordon. I think the problem will be the fact that they have to come out now and I think Rangers will be able to open them up. But uh, Tam Courts will be absolutely livid because Rangers have not caught Dundee United to open. It's not been a terrific goal. He can't come out and after it and say, well, there's nothing he could do against the quality. It's just, as Hugh said, a moment of madness. I don't know what the boy's thinking. I really don't. Third uh, game down. Hugh, I was just going to say, though, you're, you're talking about the... The mad world that we live in, Roger oh. Hanna, what are you pointing at? Is that, yeah, sorry. Abandoned. Yeah, Clyde yeah. one Airdrie two. That's off as well due to the fog, man. Oh, yeah. skin. Does this weather know I've got a newspaper to film tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Struggling. I mean Cumbernauld's not that far from Motherwell. No. You're promising us clear skies there, Gordon. I don't know. Don't know if I trust your weather report. What was your question to me, Gordon? Um you were talking about the world we live in now. On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Twitter account, seven minutes ago we tweeted penalty to Rangers. As it stands, there are 170 replies to that tweet. Should, dare I dip my toe? Oh, well, you know what Should you're I peek to... behind the curtain? Any other cliches I can use? Yes, go in. Go boldly where no man has gone before. Let me see. Right, who had the 69th minute in the sweepstake? Never in doubt, says the first one. Uh, the only part of the tweet you have to change week to week is the time. The rest is a copy and paste. Uh-oh. Oh, there's some fight back. Alan Muir's just evening things up after allowing Celtic to win on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Right, okay, yep. You couldn't make it up Struggling to score It's a Christmas gift Right okay um, Well he's not allowed that one No he disallowed Morelos' goal And so, by the way It wasn't the ref that gave the penalty Was it I think the assistant Yeah Flagged yeah. for it So But we have um, to Just to be accurate Yeah but, but As I say Right Ooh, away Hold on sorry Hugh One of these Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com It's a goal for Hearts It's Dundee nil Hearts 1 And it's Jamie Walker Been a long time coming I don't think there's been much goal mouth action uh, But Hearts have scored in that one Important opener for them Yeah, Jamie Walker sent on a few minutes ago For Gary Mackay, Stephen Clearly Robbie Nielsen wanting to shake things up He'd made other changes as well I think Aaron McInef came on for, for Ben Woodburn A few minutes ago as well And he's got his reward, Jamie Walker He hasn't seen a lot of first team action this season He's a player I like But he's really been on the fringes And there was even talk of him maybe heading out on loan Come January He won't be going anywhere if he keeps scoring winning goals for Hearts well, to go back to your point, Gordon, about uh, here in Cloud Cuckoo Land, um, people must say these things. It's just, it's something that must accompany the title race. You know, the, the referee gave Celtic. Uh, in fact, Marky Mackay didn't help matters by saying it felt as if he was playing until Celtic scored. You know, I understand that, that he's been questioned right after the game when he's really disappointed. But, you know, he could leave all those remarks to, to fans. Uh, it's unbecoming of a manager and uh, you know today to question the penalty I'd be very interested to hear Tam Courts at the end of the game and I'd be very disappointed in him if he came up with some wild and woolly excuse about why it wasn't a penalty because 
even the man who gave away the penalty knew it was a penalty. But these are the places we're living. Hugh, I was at a social function on Sunday, a bit of a sort of Christmas thing with it's called the use the theme of the day. It was a wee bit of darts, a wee bit of pool, a wee bit of dominoes, etc. And there was a quiz, and one of the questions in the quiz was, can you name the five Premiership players with double barrel names? You know this? No. Cameron mm. Carter Vickers, mm-hmm. Jake Doyle Hayes, Regan Charles Cook, Regan Charles Cook, Gary Mackay Stephen. And James Tavernier penalty oh, Very good, uh, very good. Uh, Hamilton Ackies have equalised Inverness That you just getting that one Gordon You're on a delay over there. <laughs> I'm in delay here so Inverness 1 Hamilton 1 David Moyo uh, Are both 1 Morton 1 Gary Oliver So it looked like Are both in Inverness Would be Perhaps looking towards The 3 points But the sides who are struggling Have pulled themselves level A bit of mist A fog coming in Over Ibrox Gordon oh. That, that's all we need Hugh Call this oh, one yes. off For four minutes yes. to go that'll, that'll, that'll liven the phone lines up But who do you blame Under those circumstances You know um, But they'll find somebody But Rangers To Dundee United's credit 1-0 uh, Is a, a tribute to them almost Because of, of the, the way they were So depleted by Covid issues um, And Rangers have missed a, a couple of sitters Since they scored the goal Morelos uh, had another one chopped off. Uh, so, 1-0, I thought it would be 5. It's not like you to be no. a, a bit off. What you need to do, Hugh, on the way home is phone your pal and ask for a fifth of the winnings. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think he'll be speaking to me anymore. So when, when I see that mist outside there, boys, I'm just delighted that I'm tucked up in the house and don't uh-huh. have to travel. So, stay safe on the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the buses I, I think actually it sounds well, I've just had a picture sent in from Dens It doesn't look great there either um, but, but, as, a, as opposed to what Dens When it normally does uh-huh. How it normally <laughs> looks Sorry to the good people of Dundee If you're listening um, We're at the stage now though You're not going to call it off in the last 10 minutes are you? Well if you can't see You can't see <laughs> Yeah, well, Let's revisit your teaser Hugh Remind us of your question I have played alongside Graham Alexander, Stephen Presley and Christian Daly. I've been managed by Craig Brown and Chris Kamara. I played for nine clubs in my career across two continents and I won six domestic honours in Scotland. Greg's Gardens thinks it's Tosh McKinley. It is not my old pal Tosh. John thinks it's Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam? No, no, no. Annie's Land also thought Tosh McKinley as well. Tosh on another continent, yeah. he'd never have done that. I can see some correct answers there as well, so keep them coming, please, at Clyde SSB on... In fact, how's the poll going? Is it still the, the hole-in-one out in front, do we think, for the sporting achievement that you'd like to rack up? We're inspired by the darts last night, Willie Borland. We wanted to know, what would you rather, a nine-dart finish, a one-four-seven in snooker, or a hole-in-one, or anything else that we've not thought of? All in ones comfortably ahead now, Gordon. I'm afraid 35 percent. Uh, so it's leaving I, the rest I, behind. I think I think that people will just for the achievement of having a hole in one, but the hardest because any bad golfer can and good golfer can get a hole in one. But I don't care how good you think you are at snooker to do a one four seven is really really difficult. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I get that. I get that. Um, Ibrox is actually fine, according to David Friel. So maybe you know the. Television pictures look a bit worse than it is David Friel says no problem at all Ibrooks will finish for sure um, Rangers won Dundee United nil And heading for what could be a crucial win Particularly because uh, Rangers have not really been at it today And Dundee United have put up a great effort With their depleted squad 
But that James Tavernier penalty The Scott McMahon handball Looks like it will settle things Hugh Yeah it, it does um, Dundee United running out of time Running out of steam uh, They have I was going to say they have Fought manfully They've fought manfully and boyfully uh, But it, it, They look as if they're just going to fall At that penalty hurdle um, and we'll now spend the rest of our lives Discussing whether it was a penalty or not What's and a turnaround for Hamilton Aki's Inverness 1, Hamilton 2 Andy Winter on 82 minutes I don't think he's played since February uh, A young striker from just along the road In Motherwell yeah, bad, in- bad injury problems Nice to see him coming back in and get a goal And uh, they're 2-1 up at Inverness What a result that would be oh. uh, for the Aki's And it makes your point about Tommy Wright and Kilmarnock Even more pertinent Because that's Inverness the leaders losing Wraith in second drawing Arbroath in third drawing as well So Kilmarnock if, they, if they'd been able to finish that game at Rugby Park And been able to get the victory They would have put them right back in there uh, Tony Watts So much talk about his contract And Stevie Clark was there Watching today And all the rest of it He's been subbed off Jake Carroll comes on Is that Motherwell just Showing things up Gordon? Yeah I would think so I think it's a sensible way to do it You've got the three points in the bag Gordon at home A valuable three points Two and all up No point change, chasing the game And then giving St Johnson Some encouragement to come back into it So uh, yeah Tony Watt runs his heart out You know that uh, Just a case of get him off Get fresh legs on there See out the game And I think once we hear about, uh, Graham Alexander After the final whistle I think he'll be delighted manager Our both are back in front Anton Dowds makes it Our both two Morton one with 10 to go in that one Which would put our both joint top of the table Can I mean, you imagine? A part-time team Dick Campbell, a miracle worker The manager there But if they hold on to their 2-1 lead They go joint top of the championship table What a story Oh, he's manager of the year uh, It doesn't matter what happens in the rest of the season He's manager of the year It's, it's absolutely fantastic um, they meet down at Perth on a synthetic surface train in the middle of the week. Um, you know, you've got Bobby Lynn still in the squad. He's, he's a bin man in Dundee and gets up for his work at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It puts the rest of the championship to shame. And I said a few weeks ago when the Fermlin were looking for a manager, they should go and get Dick Campbell. And they haven't. And you know something? It's maybe not a bad thing because Dick Campbell and his brother Ian are a marriage made in heaven to our both football club. It's just incredible, Gordon, isn't it? Yeah, I know Dick very well. Come up against him a, a lot of times in football. He actually, funny, about six months I got a, a pocket dial for Dick, and when I listened back to it, I couldn't make out a word for the language. He's just, he's, he's old fashioned, he loves the game. Uh, it, he tells it as it is He gets the best out of players As Roger said there Guys that go up at 6 o'clock in the morning They just love playing for him He's a brilliant character And he's had a terrific career management And doing a great job at Broth And just the other week then, I was speaking to a couple of the boys Who had been down at the training And it was Dick's birthday Gordon And he took down a big birthday cake And they really ran about for 20 minutes And then he just sat down And all of a big slice of cake each. That's how to keep part-time footballers on side <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're 2-1 up anyway uh, On Morton Anton Dowds Like I mentioned That was the last Of the latest goal to get In Scotland Still waiting on anything else It looks like Motherwell Have the points in the bag 2-0 up At home to St Johnston Still maybe a late rally For Dundee They're 1-0 down At home to Hearts Rangers 1 up On Dundee United um, But you have to say Gordon There was a, a move down the left A cross in 
An acrobatic effort A bit of a fresher swipe From Dundee United But other than that It does look like Rangers will see this one out Look the best Dundee United I think could have hoped for today Was to pick up a point Gordon And as the game went further Nil-nil They were growing in confidence But he had to make the substitutions They got a bit tired Rangers were dominating the game But they weren't the sharpest What they should have been and they've kicked, thrown a lifeline with that penalty kick. But you can't argue with the penalty kick. The boys are right. I've watched it over and over again. They, you can't look at that and think it's not a penalty. But I think Tom Courts, if he gets out 1-0, he'll look at that and be really disappointed. Of course he will. But I think he'll be proud of a lot of young up-and-coming players that have stood up to this task today. Yeah, the, the, the cynics will say to you, Gordon, that you, you get nothing for moral courage. And you don't. However... Uh, they can walk off that park with their heads held high. They might have no points at the end of it all, but um, it, it hints at potential for the future. It also tells Giovanni Van Bronckhurst that not every day will be a day in paradise for him. You know, that the, the team have struggled, toiled, but they've, they've got there in the end. And it, the, the next cliche to come from a fan will be, that's why they're the champions. Yeah, listen, you don't you don't get three points for moral victories, but it is a moral victory for Dundee United this afternoon. The way they played for the first hour and more before that goal, you know, Rangers had to send Aribo off the bench. United have taken Haribo's off the bench. The kids are that young in that team. You know, a 16-year-old starts, a 17-year-old comes on. I would love to see how many appearances those, you know, five or six young lads between them had before today. Maybe a dozen and yet they've come to Ibrox, they've played with courage, they've played with desire, and listen, good luck to them all for the future, because they look as if they'll do very well for Dundee United in years to come. Still living nil, Ross County won as well, incidentally, so that would be a, a fantastic win for Ross County. Aribo given a chance there, and, you know, again, typical of Rangers day, he doesn't take it cleanly, uh, everyone thinks he's player of the year material, and he is, but He's made a bit of a mess of that one and it's uh, another chance gone. Good good, good challenge by Charlie Mulgrew though. Good mm. challenge. What a good signing he's been for oh, yeah. United this season. And among all these youngsters, an old head at the back, absolutely priceless for Sam Courts to have Charlie Mulgrew there. Uh, let me just check in. The 10 men of Stirling Albion are making a game of it, but they're still 3-2 down at home to Annan, uh, despite Daniel Scally's goal. Cove Rangers 3, Alawa Nilmich, Meganson. On 85 Beginning So they will win that one For sure yep. in that league They're looking good Bit concerned to see Annan doing well today At Stirling Arvind uh, Got the The Bankies to play In the Scottish <laughs> Cup On the 22nd of January They want that Kind of run of form Building up for them I knew there had to be A selfish reason for that But I, I, yeah. it took me a minute To, to remember um, Five additional minutes To be played At Ibrox uh, Rangers won Dundee United nil. The kind of day they've had I'd be concerned that Dundee United scoring In the five minutes added on So Rangers will need to be uh, Composed mm. Collected Calm it, it remains a possibility Gordon But United haven't Really managed to attack too much Have they? No They've not been a great threat in this game You know They've went in there Very much underdogs Worked very very hard They were a lot of tired uh, Young legs last uh, tonight, I've got to say, but I just think Rangers, they've not been in fact, we're just expecting Rangers to go out there at three o'clock, get the early goal, be a comfortable afternoon, four or five. It's not happened that way. Well done to Dundee United, but uh, 
for Van Bronckhorst you get games like this Dundee United have just hit the bar Alan McGregor scrambling across it was a header and it came off the top of the bar (laughs) from Nicky Clark the former Rangers striker I I nearly got something right there wow yeah Thanks for that, boys. Yeah, Dundee United are a threat, and you've just got to watch what, you, what you're doing. You've got to see, was, see the a, game out. It was a young lad. It was Darren Watson <laughs> at the back post. It wasn't Clark. It was young Darren Watson getting ahead of it. Hit the top of the bar, and Alan McGregor looks very relieved. Tom Courts, oh, he thought he was leaving Ibrox with a point. This is going to be a low-key win. It looks as if it's going to be a low-key win for Hearts, a low-key win for Ross County, routine win for Motherwell. We've just seen the updated championship table. The story of this afternoon is going to be Arbroath because at half the halfway point in the season, Arbroath are going to be top of that league. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, imagine stuff. Rangers and Celtic going there next season, God. <laughs> that, would, that would be quite something. Before we get full time whistles, Hugh, let's round this off. The second half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Graham Alexander, Stephen Presley and Christian Daly I have been managed by Craig Brown and Chris Kamara I played for nine clubs in my career across two continents Winning six domestic honours in Scotland Who am I? I am Jonathan Gould Jonathan Gould, would you have got that Roger Hannah? I would not have got that That is a very, very good question Well I'll tell you what, so many people got it on Twitter Our listeners, I say it every week because I mean it They know their stuff It's an incredible uh, efforts to Stephen McKenzie I should say in third place Matthew Breckenridge in second and the winner was Scott Connie. well done to you Scott the winner of the second half teaser your Jonathan Gould knowledge is second to none late drama at the Tony Macaroni Livy 1 Ross County 1 Ayo Obelai uh, scoring again 89th minute there and it looks like he's rescued a point for Livy and he's rescued the Hanana man Aka Ooh, is that Rangers, you? Hearts, Motherwell wins A draw at the Tony Macaroni There we go You know your stuff It could be important And it's like, that'll be a signal For Ross County, Hugh Well, what, what a week the, What a week Malky McKay's having You know, Celtic scored In the 97th minute To deprive him of any points In Dingwall And now Obelai Has scored for uh, For Livy To deny him the three points He thought he had He only goes away with one point So what a week Malky's having. And staying. Yeah, and I think that I, I think the message in the dressing room would need to be play the final whistle, lads. Yeah. Try and stay awake, lads. <laughs> You're standing in the same studio, incidentally, Gordon Duncan and Roger Hanna, where George Bowie many years ago was doing his breakfast show mm-hmm. and the night before I had tipped off Jonathan Gould that George was going to have a bit of a go at him. I said, Oh, is that right? Gouldy was a great character for the media Great character So he drove here Before training at Celtic Park He drove here And he burst in through the door Bowie, the look in his face <laughs> uh, But Big Gouldy loved all that stuff Full time, Rangers 1 Dundee United nil. A 71st minute penalty from James Tavernier Seals all three points for Giovanni Van Bronker's side And maintains his unbeaten start to life as Rangers manager And on top of all of that It's a result that moves Rangers 7 points clear at the top It was not a classic Rangers very underwhelming for most of the game Dundee United remember various Covid issues 
A skeleton team for them Numerous teenagers They started brightly They took the goalless scoreline into the break And then eventually a handball by Scott McMahon Penalty to Rangers Converted by the captain And they are seven points clear Hugh Keevans How big a day in the title race could that be? Yeah of course Because always better to have the points in the bag uh, than talk about points you might win further down the road. So they've got the seven-point advantage. They remain undefeated under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. They keep the zero, to quote Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. <coughs> Celtic have the cup final, and I'm sure they have absolutely no problems having a cup final to play tomorrow. But at the back of their minds now, the, the Ange Postacoglu, the players and the fans... It's a seven-point gap. If the game with St Mirren goes ahead on Wednesday night, Celtic are back into must-win territory. Roger, it was not a classic, but we will hear all the usual reactions. That's why we're champions. Listen, we're halfway through the season and we're now going to get into the run-in. Rangers fans will say Celtic get away with one in Dingwall. Tony Ralston, 90th. Seven minutes on Wednesday night And Celtic fans will say Rangers got away with one today Against a, a shadowed in the United side They didn't play well They didn't play even nearly well But they got a deserved penalty They scored it They've won They're seven points clear It's also finished at Fir Park Let's hear from Fraser Motherwell 2 St Johnston nil. A comfortable win for the home side Goals in either half One from young Dean Cornelius He's first for the club and then experienced Kevin Van Veen chipped in in the second half, meaning that Mother will get the three points against a really disappointing St. Johnson side. They did more of the ball, but they looked devoid of confidence and offered very little threat in attack. There was little to talk about in the first 45 minutes. Neither side got going, and the only shot on target was the opening goal in 17 minutes. And a big goal for lifelong Mother supporter Dean Cornelius. His first for the club, and what a cracker it was. It was a drilled low half volley with his right foot past Xander Clark from the edge of the box. The closest to a goal for St Johnson was a fierce 25-yard shot, just inches wide from Liam Craig, but a lethargic performance by both in the first half. And to be honest with you, the second wasn't much better. It was 2-0 for Motherwell and game over in 55. Nathan McGinley, the long ball over the top to Kevin Van Veen. He was 1-1 in the box with Liam Godley, twisted the defender one way, then the other, and then fired a low left-foot shot through Xander Clark's legs on the corner of the six-yard box. Callum Davidson reacted, he threw on O'Halloran and Butterfield, but it's always going to be a challenge for low scoring St Johnson to score one, never mind two. More possession than the first part team, but very few chances. Mother was still more likely to stretch the lead rather than St Johnson get even one. They pushed St Johnson back into their own box, a series of corners and three, click, three kicks. Defended well by St Johnson's defence, a goss low shot was cleared from the edge of the six yard box. The closest Mother came to a third. In the 69 minutes, St Johnson did finally manage to get a shot on target. Stevie May got to the byline, good cutback. He was struck well by Callum Booth with his weaker right foot. A really good tip over by Liam Kelly. But for Saints, that was it. It was only effort on target. The mother rang the changes. They took off the front three and saw the game out very comfortably. So Motherwell unto fourth place in the Premiership as a good season continues. But St Johnson going to a huge game in midweek for them. Home to Ross County. And they haven't scored since 27th of November. 410 minutes that game against Hibernian. 410 minutes of football without a goal. Full time at Fir Park, Motherwell 2, St Johnson 0. Partick Thistle fans, how do you like the sound of a 96th minute winner against Wraith Rovers at home? Kyle Turner has done just that. What a three points that will be uh, for Ian McCall's side. Let's go to Dens Park where it's also finished. 
Dundee nil. Hearts 1 is how it has ended a scrappy first half and a scrappy game to be honest uh, Dundee's McMullen saw a cross deflected onto the roof of the net with a shot from Hearts Halliday blocked by McGee the visitors passed up a decent chance with the ball falling to Woodburn who could only lob over the bar at the other end Griffiths put in a great cross for Mullen but his glancing header was off target however the flag was up for offside to spare his blushes it took fully 40 minutes for the first real save of the game Hearts keeper Gordon uh, making that save uh, diving to keep out McCowan's low well struck drive from the edge of the box we can only hope to have better after the interval Devlin had a strike on target for the visitors but Fontaine managed to flick it up and over for a corner to be fair Hearts uh, did improve markedly in the second half and in 75 minutes they broke the deadlock McInef's drive hit the post and Walker was first to the rebound to fire the ball high into the net. A couple of minutes later and Hearts had loud penalty claims waved aside after Fontaine challenged uh, Mackay. Dundee looked uh, really deflated, they put plenty of effort in but they looked really deflated as uh, their opponents had a really firm grip of the game after the interval. The, the home side tried in vain to, to rally late on. Not a match uh, that'll live long in the memory at all but in the end it's finished Dundee nil Hearts 1 and now it is over to you 01419511025 what have you made of today's football Rangers fans were you at the game were you watching it what did you make of the performance it's the first time Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has properly had to grind out a result how important could that be does it feel like one of those wins the old that's why we're champions not being at your best and getting over the line is it one of them or were there more concerns about the level of performance that you witnessed Motherwell fans fourth in the table let's hear from you and of course we're looking ahead to the cup final tomorrow so Celtic fans it's your last chance to have your say before the game 0141 951 1025 give us a call right now and you could be up next after the action it's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line It's that time of the night where we want to hear from you You pick up the phone and you let us know what is on your mind If it's today's football, I'd imagine there will be some relieved Rangers fans out there Is that how you would describe it? It was probably the most underwhelming performance since Giovanni Van Bronckhurst came to the club But a 71st minute penalty from James Tavernier means it is three points And it's now a seven point advantage at the top So were you at the game today? Did you watch it on TV? Did you just listen to us? Whatever uh, means you used to stay in touch We want to know what you made of it So get that phone call in right now Rangers fans And give us all your post-match thoughts Any Motherwell supporters out there You must be delighted uh, To be sitting comfortably in fourth at the moment After a home win against St Johnston And as for tomorrow Celtic fans Come on This is your last chance To get your pre-match suggestions over to us How confident are you? How... Important is it that Kyogo makes it Or do you have more than enough to win the final without him If he doesn't make it Who would you play All the usual pre-match questions for you 0141 How would you sum up today's football Hugh Keevans uh, Sum it up as a dramatic And uncharacteristic win for Rangers Dramatic because it takes them 7 points ahead of Celtic And Celtic cannot play again until Wednesday If the game against St Mirren is able to go ahead given that they have problems with COVID-19. Um, uncharacteristic win for Rangers in that it was dull. They didn't play well. They didn't 
take their chances well. They huffed and puffed. And they were up against a team ravaged by COVID-related issues. So it wasn't a great day at the office for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, but the record remains flawless. The league record under the manager remains flawless. And that will be his only concern. Yeah, listen, if the Rangers win the league, come May, defend the title, people won't look back on this and say, oh, you were lucky against Dundee United in December, you know. But it, it could be a crucial one. We're just seeing pictures again. Darren Watson's header off the bar, deep, deep into five added minutes. That is as close as Rangers came to a mishap today. So there will be relief. Celtic are in the cup final tomorrow. Celtic have got a game again on Wednesday night at St Mirren. Rangers can now relax. They can have a quiet build-up to Christmas and they can get themselves ready for a game on Boxing Day knowing that whatever happens, there'll be a minimum of four points clear. Gordon Deal. Yeah, I, I think that the Rangers manager will take a couple of positives as well. I take on board what the boys are saying and I don't really disagree. I don't think Rangers were at their sharpest today, but the most important thing, one, getting the three points and stretching that gap to seven. Another clean sheet as well. They dominate it most of the game and create a few chances. Yes, you can argue that it was against a very inexperienced Dundee United team. Sometimes you have games like that and you have days like that. So I think as much as he'll be disappointed with the football at times, I think he'll be really pleased with the clean sheet, the three points and open up that gap. But for Tam Courts, I would be over the moon with his players, his young players, they gave everything for him. They went out there, they stood up against a, you know, 50,000 crowd there against a top Rangers side. Um, they, they were absolutely brilliant, only for a, a bit of madness, you've got to say. We don't understand what the boy was doing. It was a definitely penalty kick, but I think Tam Courts hate the fact that he lost three points. I think he'll be really pleased with his young players tonight. Someday all round though Roger Hearts stay third with an important win Mother will stay fourth with an important win uh, Late point for Livy Are both are top of the championship this evening? It's a story of the day isn't it? I mean it's incredible a, a win against Morton Who are now bottom of the championship On their own and still without a manager But the work that Dick Campbell's doing there at Gayfield Is just utterly incredible they're clear now of Inverness, Cali Thistle and Wraith Rovers and Partick Thistle and Kilmarnock, all full-time clubs with budgets that will dwarf anything they've got at Broth. And we'll laugh about it, the prospect of the old firm in Aberdeen and the big Edinburgh clubs going to Arbroath and league business, Arbroath in the Premiership. Listen, it's a distinct possibility. OK, let's go to the phones then, 0141-951-1025. Thomas is first up. What did you make of the game at Ibrooks today, Thomas? Uh, I heard you saying not a good day at the office and it was a great day at the office uh, the, of course Rangers weren't that good they didn't play well today but do you know what it's just about the winning it's the day the, the three point, uh, getting the seven points ahead I, I said that the other week if we can get that seven points that's us putting pressure on Celtic now and it was the good and, and I've never seen this now. this is becoming a habit I know the United players missing but see this time wasting every game and that boy went half a hamstring on a stretcher. I've never seen that before. You walk half a hamstring. I've felt a hamstring playing for You just walk half the path. How do you know what the injury was? I think it's his hamstring. But if the it's medical professionals inside the ground decided he needed a stretcher, is that really worth us causing an argument about? And you say, Thomas, that you've never seen this before or when did it become a thing? How come we moan about time-wasting every single week on this show then? At one time we never had stretchers at the game. You just went half the path. But it's, it's just every... See, the United got the day. They go with the deserved 
a defeat, exactly that. I don't care if the players missing. That's exactly what they deserved. Who said that Dundee United deserved to win? No, I'm. Nobody said. I'm. I'm saying the goal was deserved. They didn't even deserve a draw. I know they bought the boy get a look at header on the bar at the end. Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair though, you know, with, with whatever it would be, a multi, multi, multi million pound budget advantage, and the fact that they played teenagers, you, you would expect Dundee United to come and lose, wouldn't you? You've said that with a lot of sort of venom, as if as if you know Dundee United should be embarrassed by their efforts at only losing one nil to the champions. I would rather get beat being at a goal, no matter what team I support. Give it a goal. What if you can't get the ball, Thomas? What if you can't get the ball How do you have a goal If the other team have the ball all the time Well she, she when Rangers did score They actually gave it a wee bit of a goal So they did give it a goal then Nah when they did When they went a goal down So you, shoot, you say to yourself How can they Did they not have the first two chances of the game It's a, a, a wee half chance at the start of the game but it, it, I don't know Well I'm only meaning the way they set their teams And the way they play The defence Time wasted Alan McGregor get booked yet That goalkeeper was just mm. wasting time the whole game So Alan McGregor waste time as well <laughs> right at the last second they did Well, well so Listen, here's a real way to sum it up Rangers get the points, deservedly But the United will get the plaudits, deservedly Because they went in with 16-year-old Craig Moore And if Craig Moore's injured He's every right to go off on a stretcher 17-year-old Kerr Smith on They had Mockery, Mikison They had Watson who hit the bar right at the end They had a shadow team They were without 11 first-team recognised players and yet they caused Rangers a degree of anxiety, a degree of worry Through until the 71st minute when James Tavernier scored A deserved penalty And they still managed to give Rangers that scare at the end So all credit to Dundee United But Rangers deserved the points What we did say Hugh And I remember it There was a moment where someone mentioned that Rangers didn't look like scoring And I said that they tend to find a way That's the whole point Look at their, their league record last season They've carried that on They don't lose Many games they, they don't draw many games they, 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 This team finds a way to win That's what they did today And uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst uh, Maintains his unbeaten record That uh, Praise the Rangers for keeping going I just think that Thomas's uh, remarks are pathetic I think they are Typical of why I call this part of the world Cloud cuckoo land He's suggesting there was some That the stretcher was in actual fact Part of a plot To waste time uh, the ambulance men are not sent for And the stretcher is not sent for Unless it is decided that It's medically advisable for the player To lead the pitch in that way Thomas's comments are pathetic Gordon DL, how would you sum it up today? Yeah, I, I disagree with Thomas On a lot of things um, If Dundee United go there with a game plan As you said, Gordon You're coming up against a Rangers side Flying under a new manager Not conceding goals You've got a depleted squad You're having to ask a big, big question Of your younger players Boys that have hardly featured in the first team Now, if they go there And have that game plan And hang on and get a nil-nil For me, they deserve the point Because it worked brilliantly for them Rangers weren't at their best today, but in the positive, and I said it earlier, when you're a manager, you look and you think, yeah, we weren't at top of our game. Um, everybody went a lot in Ibrox, and the ones that watched it TV, listened to it on radio, all expecting the three, four, five nils. I think we were all in that same camp, but it never happened. So you've got to look at the positives. One, it's a seven-point gap, and it's another clean sheet. So 
as I said, there's a couple of points here I, I disagree with Thomas. You've got to, I've been a manager, I've went to Ibrox, you're up against it, you're an underdog, you've got to try and find a way to get something, because you're right, Gordon. People say, well, why don't you have a go? That's the cheapest statement I've ever heard in my life, because you're playing against top quality players that hardly give you the ball at times, so it's very, very hard indeed. Thanks, Thomas. Let's go straight on to David and Knightswood and see what he made of it today. Hi, David. Hi guys, how are we doing? Not bad at all. You, you are a relieved Rangers fan after that? Yeah, I'm happy we got three points. But I don't agree with the first caller. I thought the Dundee manager, uh, Dundee United manager, came out with a game plan with 10 players out, all the young boys, and they've done their game plan. And well done to them, because that's one of the hardest places there. Celtic Park is hardest places to play. And they went on. And for a stupid penalty, they could have got a draw. I didn't think we played very well today. Why do you think that was, David? What's what's what was the difference? Because it's been so positive since the new manager came in. What was missing today? Um, I know obviously Joe Rebo was so close to we don't want to lose him for the the old forum game. Mm-hmm. But I think Joe Rebo in the centre of the park was what we were missing. And yeah. I think Scott Wright needs a a couple of starts kickstart the second half of his career uh, second half of the season and I think he'll do wonders because it, he's got the pace he's got the ability but we're, we're no utilising him where we need him Gordon what do you think was missing from the performance I mean there's that obvious one where Joe Rebo's your best player this season and he doesn't play but there, there has to be a bit more than that with the options Rangers have got you know it has to have been a collective thing surely well, there's, uh, there goes that big myth for me about, you know, we've heard it for the last five, six games, whatever uh, Van Bronckhorst has been in. You know, if that was under Gerrard, that was a Rangers-Steven Gerrard performance managed by Van Bronckhorst. It was sl- sloppy. I think the case was they've been playing so well, Gordon. Um, I'm not making excuses for them. They're at home. They've probably looked at that Dundee United side, knew all the problems. They went out there, they weren't as sharp, they couldn't get going. And any footballer will tell you, you cannot just flick a switch. You can't just turn around and say, oh, we have to really start up the gears here. You've got to start the game right, you've got to be in about it. I still think Rangers obviously dominated the game, and to me they look comfortable apart from the, the header that hit the bar. But I just thought it was one of those performances that was flat. Sometimes you get into that situation where you think... You know, we're, we should be winning this 3 4 5 nil. Doesn't happen for the early. Dundee United to hang in. But we look at performance of Rangers, performance of Celtic. I'll go back to it, and I think the caller's brilliant there, and it's great to hear. It gives a lot of the plaudits to Dundee United. I thought Dundee United's game plan was very good today. They got undone with a penalty. And let's be clear here, it was a penalty kick. But Rangers, it's in our three points. Uh, Roger, I was going to say... Will we hear any complaints about the penalty kick? Well, of course we will, because we always will. But but for you, is that a fairly straightforward call for the assistant? Yeah, and you, you could see the reaction straight away from everyone. They all knew Scott McMahon had handled it with his right hand. The referee Alan Muir as well placed. It, it's one of the easier penalty decisions you'll give this season. I just think he sort of lost where he was for a second. Scott McMahon as he went out there to try and block the James Tavernier cross. He, he was a kind of he was almost side onto it, and then the cross was sort of going behind where he's. He'd found himself and he extended the right arm and 
Listen, he very nearly caught the ball, so it was an easy decision for Alan Muir to make, and a very well executed penalty by the Rangers captain James Tavernier. Just to recap, no complaints from you, Hugh. Absolutely none. Short and sweet, Gordon. Oh no, it's a stonewall penalty. You can't argue with it. He he says that with the confidence of a man. It's never been here on a Monday night, well, Hugh Keevens, when you, we argue about everything. You know, as I say, it's mandatory that Celtic fans complain about Rangers' decisions that are given for them, and it's mandatory that Rangers fans uh, criticise Celtic for a referee adding time on when it's time on for both teams. Uh, so, having had the first cuckoo of Christmas time come on and tell us that uh, a stretcher was part of a plot at uh, Ibrooks today. We now await the the next cuckoo to tell us that it wasn't a penalty. Um, David, the thing you always hear is, you know, that's what champions do. They win ugly, they grind out results. Does it feel like that type of day today? No, but I totally agree with it. It was a Gerrard performance. Totally agree. Um, I think we went out there. Oh, Dundee United's got 10, 15 players out, and then we expect to win. We should be sticking to our game plan for the get-go. What Gio said in the changing room or before the game, we need to stick to that game plan. Yeah, there, was, there was just a kind of a flatness, Roger. Is that is that fair? You know, rather than any player having. Particularly bad day at the office Or or whatever And of course you can talk about Arebo But he's he's just one Albeit good player But Rangers have lots of them yeah. It was just flat all round wasn't it? Yeah and listen We made a joke of it After 5 or 10 minutes When he changed the way The, the back four had started The start of the juice suggested Patterson in the right Tavernier in the middle With Goldson in it And then Bassey in the left And within 7 minutes He had changed it all round Even from that early stage Clearly Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was not happy with the way Rangers had started I did think they missed Aribo They don't really have a, a like-for-like replacement When Aribo's not in the team Lundstrom came in, sat a bit deeper with Kamara Arfield pushed on But it didn't really seem to suit The balance just didn't seem to be right And then Hadji didn't play the way he can Kent didn't play the way he can Morelos didn't play the way he can And it just it was just an, an off day For the majority of the Rangers players And they got away with one mm-hmm. I, I just wonder. I just wonder. You, you you make a great point there. You just wonder if um, the Rangers manager over, sort of, uh, he was overthinking that game early today, because you know you look at those changes where everybody, every, everybody going along that game. The minute they heard Patterson was in and Barisic wasn't playing, it was a case of the probably argument was it Tavernier playing left back, Tavernier playing right back. But the way that he set up and then changed that over seven minutes. I just think the Rangers manager overthought that today. I really did. I don't see the I don't see the logic in that setup for seven minutes. But I gave him all the credit in the world. They recognised. Hold on a minute. I may have called this wrong. He changed it. It was flat. It wasn't a great performance. A lot of the a lot of that goes down to Dundee United's the way they were organised, the way they went about their business, the way they responded. But. We keep getting back to it. I'm fed up hearing, well, if that would be under Steven Gerrard, we wouldn't have done this and done that. That was a Steven Gerrard performance before Van Bronckhorst came in. So it shows you that Van Bronckhorst is still to take it the next level and keep that up there week in, week out. Well, I can't disagree with uh, Gordon DL, um, but where is it written in the rules of football that you can't have an off day? 
you know, it happens to everyone. It's how you handle the off day. Uh, some handle it by really having an off day and losing, and some handle it by just digging in and waiting for the break. And Rangers got the break, and it came from a Dundee United player who had what we'll call an aberration. Whatever, whatever was going through his mind, he put his hand so far away from the rest of his body the referee had no other option but to award a penalty. So the important thing for Rangers, they are seven points in front. Uh, Celtic will happily look forward to the cup final tomorrow and then I'm sure be equally happy to go to Paisley to see what they can do to reduce the deficit back to four again if the game goes ahead. Uh, confident David that that was just a, a slight off day. I mean, like I said, it was, it was three points, but performance-wise a slight off day in, in this Rangers team will recover to the level that they were at before. I think we just have to remember it's it's a busy period. We're going to have all days. We've won it. That's the main point. Um, but let's next uh, was it St Mirren Boxing Day? Let's let's go and put in a great performance. Get ourselves hyped up for the Old Firm in January, and let's see where it takes us after. New Year Absolutely David Thank you for taking the time tonight That was David and Knightswood So lots of reaction coming in To that game at Ibrooks. Keep that coming It's great to hear from as many of you As possible What about tomorrow Celtic fans Hibs fans This is a great time to pick up the phone I want your thoughts On tomorrow's cup final And we'll speak to you next The games are over The talking begins 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Roger, Hannah, Hugh Evans and Gordon DL are all here 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Brian's tweeted talking about credit One of their broth defenders washed my car at 9am today He dashed off home at 11.30 to grab lunch and get to our broth How impressive, very Because he now finds himself, whoever he was, top of the championship You. This story gets better and better You know, Roger's describing nights off with a bit of cake uh, in the Arbroath dressing room And now we've got uh, Working at the car wash And going to play At the football So this story just Grows and grows That a part time team Are now in pole position To come up To the Scottish Premiership uh, And For Dick Campbell the manager All you can say In the words of another guy Commentating on football Take a bow son on the phones Rangers fans What did you make of today? It was a win It wasn't pretty But it was three points And three points that moves you Seven points clear At the top What did you make of it? And Celtic fans Tomorrow It's the big day A chance for Ange Postacoglu To win his first piece of silverware How significant would that be for him? How much Do your chances hinge on Kyogo? Or are there other players there That you're confident can fill his void if he doesn't make it 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, we are about to start hearing from some of today's managers as well some interesting things being said and what was the final count three games in Scotland called off during the match because of fog yeah Airdrie sorry Airdrie at Clyde Falkirk at mm. East Fife in the, in the Killed and Fermland game yeah not, not a classic day on the weather front let's bring in Craig who's a Motherwell fan from Lark Hall Good win today Craig Absolutely Good win Good performance What was so good about it? What pleased you the most? 
Uh, probably the third that Liam Don. I think, you know, we're pretty sound defence, depending on what players are fit. We're pretty set up front, depending on what players are fit. I think for midfield, it's been very topsy-turvy, trying different people out. We really missed Alan Campbell. We knew that was going to be the case. We need that midfield terrier, the person that can get in there, break up the play, win the balls, not do the fancy things, do the hard graft. And that's what we got from Liam Donnelly today. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Roger. You and I discussed this before the show, actually. This is a Northern Ireland international. He's proven in the past he's a very good player for Motherwell. And although he's been injured, we've just not really seen very much of him this season. I think his last start before today came in August in that League Cup defeat at Dens Park. He started the first two games of the season. We've barely seen him since. And all of a sudden back in and well according to Craig he's made an impact yeah listen I have to bow to the greater knowledge of yourself and Daz on these matters but was Liam Donnelly not something of a goal machine at the start yeah, of last season was, yeah. from the mother of midfield he was making a real a real impact on the team and then he just you know he just seemed to disappear again at the start of this season couldn't get into the team couldn't get into the squad but if he's back and he's making an impact today Then good on him um, You know I think young Barry Maguire And Callum Slattery Were left out today Marco Hara Is still to come back From injury So if Liam Donnelly Can stake a claim For a regular place In the middle of that Motherwell midfield Then he would have a chance Of rediscovering the form That he showed 18 months ago It's true what Craig says Gordon the Motherwell midfield Has had a difficult time You know a couple of seasons ago With David Turnbull in it And he obviously left And then it Alan Campbell Always in it and, and he left And this season A combination of Callum Slattery's played there And Mark O'Hara And Barry Maguire And Robbie Crawford And Dean Cornelius And now Liam Donnelly And it's just been Very very disrupted But Whatever's happening It's, it's sort of working at the moment Yeah it takes time Gordon You mentioned two players That were quality players In different ways Campbell Was the engine room Of the middle of the park And he was <coughs> Very much missed you see what Turnbull produces at Celtic week in, week out, so that's always hard to replace. But I think that Motherwell have got a very strong squad. I think from a terrific goalkeeper, they've got good, good defenders. They've got competition there. Midfield, as you say. Um, and obviously, the highlight is up front, where Van Veen, for me, and I know that you guys were saying he's got to add goals. Of course he does. But I think he brings so much. Tony Watt. You know, unfortunately, just now we can't get him died down to a new contract. But I think squad-wise, I think Graham Alexander's got a good quality squad. And if you look outside, probably the top three, you know, the Rangers, Celtic and uh, Hearts, I think that Motherwell should be aiming for that sort of a between fourth and sixth spot. And I think that's capable, no problem this season. That's Motherwell officially played half of your games this season, Craig. 19 down, 19 to go, sitting in fourth place on 28 points. How are you feeling about top six chances? Yeah, probably last few weeks a bit more confident about it. Very, very roller coaster. Some weeks we're going out and we look, like, you know, Scottish class, we could contend with anybody. And then the next week we were going out and getting absolutely hammered. And not just that, but poor performances. And it was a case of, well, we're going to get beat next week because we played well this week. And it was that kind of 50 50. But there's certainly a lot more consistency coming in. I think Alexander's maybe now finding the core of his team. Players are getting a bit more of, oh, we can now kind of look at 
ourselves because as fans we can pick the team we know who's going to be playing saving injuries and I think maybe that consistency is coming in a wee bit now because when we do play well we play very well but when we don't we can be absolutely rank rotten I do think the left hand side still a wee bit suspect when teams do attack us and they get a bit of luck against us or a bit of good fortune it seems to be down that left hand side uh, thank you very much to Craig We're going to round that off By hearing from your manager Craig And see what he makes of it Just a quick one Tony in Florida We were about to speak to you Tony But we can't get you back on the phone I don't know if it's because Of the international uh, element to the call But give us a, a phone back And we'll try and get you on Here is what Graham Alexander made of it I thought we had to work exceptionally hard All the way through I am um, what pleased me most Second half we uh, been one nil up um, I think the, the second goal Was a, a great time for us And I thought we managed the rest of the game in good fashion from that, that point um, because uh, there was no one goal uh, against all we saw, um, sort of lines the game up again and, and we didn't give him the opportunity. I think there was one where Kells made a, a very good save but apart from that I thought the, the rest of the team did really well then. Great strike from Young Dean as well for the opener. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he obviously made his debut uh, with his first start. Uh, Hibbs, he's still trained exceptionally well. You know, he, he, didn't, uh, he wasn't in the team that, the last week. We just felt type of game it was uh, it was going to be what we wanted from the, the midfield three he gives us all the things we want and um, and he's a good footballer and uh, you could see that with his strike he had another one in the second half great time to you know, I think it's his home league debut start or if that makes sense and uh, it's a great great way to mark it with a, a fantastic finish well, they got the guy's uh, video of him the other, the other day up in the stands and when he was like eight years old in the Motherwell kit so yeah, that's, that's brilliant that's what this club's about I think you know, you know, we know what a good player he could possibly be So, but he's, he's still got a lot to learn a lot to improve and, um, you know, but I know so good afternoon for Motherwell they stay there in fourth Hearts won as well so a good victory for them at Dens Park let's go to sunnier climate speak to Robert who's a Rangers fan from Alicante in Spain Robert what about today? Well, unfortunately, I'm back from Alicante. Oh, nightmare. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no difference eh, at this time of year. Just years in front of me at the moment. But <laughs> what did you um, make it today I'm, then? I was at the game today, and and it's got to be the worst performance of the season. And I thought the United, as someone said earlier, did played to their game plan, and we struggled to break it down. And there are one or two players in that team that after all season we need to really look at shifting out. And, and one of them is Arfield who contributes nothing to the game today. Absolutely nothing. And I don't see what he's contributed to most of the season, to oh, be honest. I'm going to have to stop you, Robert. That's Gordon DL's favourite yeah. player. I, I, I can just imagine you are beside yourself yeah. at hearing this from Robert. <clears throat> I'm not happy with Robert. Uh, get back to Alicante out the road. Um, I, I I didn't think Arfield was his best, I've got to admit. But you look at a few weeks ago when he's making that terrific run against Livingston, scoring goals, I think he brings a lot to the team. Look, Rangers fans, since Van Bronckhurst has come in, have been excited with the football, the, tw- the tweak of the system, the different way they're playing, clean sheets, everything about it. But it goes back to what I said. It was an off day today, but a lot of credit goes to Dundee United. Rangers, at least, are confident in the fact that they're seven points. They're confident in the fact that they got an air clean sheet. So, yeah, as much as... I just think it's because of 
the expectations with Rangers fans going along today, they've probably looked at that Dundee United team, like David Freel, who works in the industry, thinking, give me five minutes to try and shape this up. I don't recognise half of these players. So you're thinking right away, this is an easy street for Rangers. It didn't happen. It was one of those days it didn't happen. So you've just got to say, right, OK, move on. You can't now start going from... The last five, six games under Van Bronckhorst has been brilliant. What a different team. The, the tweak of the system, how the players are all playing at capabilities to go and, hold on, we had a bad day today. Let's mm. let, let's get rid of Arfield. Let's get rid of X, Y and Z because they're not well, good to, to be fair, Robert's, and Robert's not basing it on today, Robert, are you? Gordon will never agree with you, which is fine. Um, no. But th- this is not just about today, is it? No, I'm basing it on the, since the start of the season under Stephen Gerrard and, and under Van Bronckhorst. I think Arfield's played one game that... Gordon mentioned earlier that where you could say he contributed but the rest of the time he hasn't and and, and for me Goldson I don't know where his head's at in terms of Rangers and I know he's not signed a new contract and with every you know I think he's probably wanting to move on well if he does just go and let us go get someone else that actually wants to play for the club because Has he not looked a bit better since the new manager came in though? Well I thought he had and then today under Gerrard I thought he was awful and then today he got better under Van Bronckhurst but today I don't think he passed it to a blue jersey once I think his passing today was just appalling it was just awful Roger Hanna you're the voice of reason is Robert's criticism of Scott Arfield harsh or are you going as far as to praise him like Gordon Diel does where do you sit on that one and the Conor Goldson point I don't think the way the team was set up today Helped Scott Arfield I think Scott Arfield's best work is done When he starts in a deeper position And can come on to the ball If you know what I mean Remember the goal he scored early at Livingston A couple of Sundays ago um, I don't think That sort of role behind the front man Necessarily suits him Particularly the stages at in his career um, He's a useful player for Rangers I don't think he's a standout player for Rangers And to be honest with you I would think come the end of the season he's a player who will probably move on whether he goes back down south wherever he goes I'm not too sure because I think Giovanni Van Broncos will want to put his own stamp on the team Thank you Robert safe trip if you head back out to Spain hopefully we'll catch up with you soon breaking news tonight we have a managerial casualty and it's at Kilmarnock Tommy Wright is no longer the Kilmarnock boss get your thoughts in on that we will elaborate on it very soon Uh, I'm going to bring in Tony Who's a Celtic fan in just a second But it makes good sense to Quickly hear from Tam Courts On the game at Ibrox today Did he think it was a penalty? What about the performance? It was a game that probably unfolded The way that we wanted to And our, our mind We've had a massively disrupted week Thankfully we've still been able to do a lot of work On the training pitch Which you've seen with, with the game plan there But I thought I thought the young lads in particular were, were excellent today I thought they were really brave And I thought they really stood up to the task of Rangers Very very well But probably the special mention Has to go to the senior players Who I think led for the front Who gave the boys all the confidence To actually go and, and, and play on the, this type of platform And I think we probably kind of came out today With a, a bit of credibility in terms of the performance and giving a bit of insight into the to the youth that hopefully we're going to see in the future. But I think in the first half there, there, there wasn't much in it in the first half. Rangers had the bulky possession but we, we probably had the, the best of the half chances if you like and they were probably both half chances at each end but in the second half when we, we've hit the bar at the, at the bitter end there I actually thought that a draw wouldn't have been you know, anything other than just rewards. 
we actually got a bit of live feedback during the game that it was a flailing arm. So on on the basis of probability, it, it looked like it probably was a penalty at, at that stage. Is the feedback that I got. So I think that's just something that you've got to accept. It's frustrating that that's been what separates the two teams today. Because other than the bulky possession, I thought the organisation was excellent. I thought the bravery on the ball was excellent, and we actually had a couple of half decent chances. So. It's just a bit of pulse swallow that it's been a penalty that's actually been, you know, the defining situation between the two teams today. You know, there was a bit there about probability and stuff, Hugh. I think overall, Tam Courts was admitting it was the right decision. When he spoke about his team's performance, he was bang on. When he goes on about the basis of probability, do yourself a favour, Tam. Just look at the telly, you'll see a hand extended way, way, way from the player's body. And it hits his hand As Roger Hanna said He almost caught the ball There is no basis Of probability Tam Have a wee think about it <laughs> To be it. fair I think he was kind of Admitting that In a roundabout way Anyway Tommy Wright No longer Kilmarnock manager Get your thoughts in on that Let's bring in Tony uh, Who's a Celtic fan From Orlando, Florida We've ah. taken Alicante, Spain And we've raised Orlando, Florida Tony You'll be watching From a distance What are you thinking Ahead of the cup final Tomorrow Hey guys, um, it's great to talk to you. Um, you guys are our one of our links from <laughs> from back home, so it's great to talk to you. Good um, to be of service. Quick, quickly, I watched I watched the Rangers game uh, this morning, and yeah, they were poor. And um, but like you said earlier, you know they have an off day, but they still get the three points. Um, and let's get the Celtic conspiracy out of the way. That there was no no more Stonewall a penalty than that one. So, um, but yeah, on to tomorrow. Um, even with all the injuries that we've got, I think we'll still win it. Um, and as far as Kyogo's concerned, uh, please don't play him tomorrow. Um, I think we have enough to win. Um, Kyogo needs to be wrapped in cotton wool um, for the Rangers game. Um, you know, the big Hamden pitch, we always do well on that. Um, as far as the team's concerned, I, I would if Welsh I, we've got so many injuries, and I don't if Stephen Welsh is fit, I would play him instead of Starfelt. Um, even though Starfelt has been playing really well lately, I think Welsh is is more solid back there. I would move Juranovic back to to left back, and obviously put Rogic on from the start. But um, I, I, I do think we have enough, you know, to win. It's going to be a tough game. Hibs are always. You know, tough. They beat Rangers in the semi, but um, I, I, I still believe that the cup's coming back to Celtic tomorrow. There is a lot of Hamden experience in that Celtic team here, even though not as much as there used to be, because Celtic have had an overhaul. But how many trophies has Callum McGregor won? How many has Tom Rogic won? How many is even guys like Near Beaton who have been at the club for a long time um, won? I'd imagine that will be important. It has to have some value. Um, it's a dangerous mindset But you know If Kyogo plays Celtic will beat Rangers um, So leave him out of a cup final If he's fit to play um, I know that Some Celtic supporters Believe that is the case well, I, I don't think Tony's suggesting That if he's fully 100% fit you, you then leave him out I think Tony's just assessing The risk and saying You know We can get by without him Don't risk losing him for. So it's all just about Risk assessment is it not? I think if, if The risk assessment Is that he can make it To the start of the cup final Then I think Ange Postacoglu would play him and I don't see why the manager should be challenged over that because he's obliged to try and win his first trophy. Uh, indeed, Kyogo is obliged to try and win his first medal as a Celtic player. Um, but the way we are here and it spreads to Orlando, the Rangers game takes on greater importance than a cup final. 
And, you know, Celtic are about, as are Rangers, they are about winning trophies. Celtic have to put everything into the game at Hamden tomorrow and forget about the Rangers game because they have to play St Mirren before then and they have to play other matches before then. So is Kyogo to be kept in the house so that he doesn't catch a cold and let back out on the morning of January too? You know, that's th- not the same thing though is it you've got a guy recovering from injury that's not the same thing I know it sounds very dramatic and I always like the way you put these things that's, that's just not the same thing Kyogo must play if he's fit to play in the cup final and he must play in the league matches which come before the Rangers game you can't seriously yes but I think as I tried before I think that's what Tommy's meaning Of course if he's 100% And there are no issues You play him But I think Tommy's point is You know if he's 90% or whatever Don't take the risk Because we've got important games Around the corner I don't understand that Because I think the obligation to the, the manager Ange Postacoglu Spoke in this morning's newspapers About the responsibility That he carries To people who For the Celtic supporters The club is their life uh, And you must approach Every cup final in that manner that you are trying to win it for the fans And if you have a player, 90%, who wishes to go in the cup final Then I think you play him Tony, what do you think? Uh, yeah, under, I, Hugh, I take, I take your point 100% You know, we have a cup final to win And you should put out your best team But, you know, Angie's been He's been brilliant since he came in for us Absolutely brilliant Um but you know he made that one big mistake bringing him on, and he got injured. Um, I am not, you know, I'm not suggesting that he does stay out. It, you know, maybe yeah, if he if he's fit enough to play against St. Mum, um, because as I say, I think we still have enough to win this cup final without him. And um, you know, but the, it's great to win a cup as always. But the league is the number one priority this year, especially with the rewards that come for the Premier, you know, for the champions. Um, straight into the Champions League next year, um, but I, I just think we—I just think we have enough, you know, to to do without them tomorrow. What do you think, Gordon Deal? Yeah, well, I think that doesn't guarantee you're going to win the League Cup if you play Kyogo tomorrow. I think it certainly helps you because he's your top centre forward. Eighty, ninety percent. I would not be playing him. I think that the caller's right. I think Celtic have got enough in the locker to go and win the game. Um, I don't think you can take chances with hamstrings you look at the longer picture I'm not talking about looking at the Rangers game I'm talking about looking at the next game after a cup final I'm talking about looking then Rangers after Rangers you're looking about a season Gordon if he's 100% fit and the manager looks at him now and the player decides yes I've no problems with this there's no risk whatsoever with the, the injury that I picked up of course he plays he plays in most of the games but I would not be playing him, I would not have him anywhere near a cup final if he's down at about the 70-80 round about that. There's absolutely no chance. I look at the bigger picture and I do think the manager believes in the squad of players that he's got that he would still have enough to go and win the cup final. Tony, it was a pleasure. You stay safe out there in Florida. I'm sure you're having a lovely time of it as we uh, can barely see two feet in front of us in the fog. That was Tony on the line. Tommy Wright's been sacked. Any Kilmarnock fans out there want to share their thoughts? Now is the time to do it. After they play, you have your say. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon DL from home, Hugh Evans and Roger Hanna in the building, and you on the phones. That's the way the next 10 minutes or so is going to go before we leave you tonight. 0141 951 1025. 
And we do have some breaking news tonight And it's that Tommy Wright has been sacked as the manager of Kilmarnock Roger Hanna Yeah, um, we possibly saw this coming Simon the Kilmarnock fan was in the show on Tuesday night Calling for Tommy Wright to go He was citing poor results Poor performances A clash with the supporters up in Kirkcaldy last week But fast forward to today Home to Dunfermline It's the start of a run of five games Against the five teams in the bottom half of the championship table This was supposed to be Kilmarnock's chance To get right back into the promotion race They take an early lead They get pinned back The game falls to the fog One of three games abandoned because of the fog And I think it became apparent Something wasn't up Tommy didn't appear for the post-match media call uh, highly unusual There seemed to be A bit of talk around Rugby Park This afternoon That he was departing And then a statement From the club In the last half hour um, Billy Bowie Now a director of the club um, Quoted Tommy Wright has been Relieved of his duties um, Thanking Tommy mm. For his service In the 10 months At the club And the usual remarks About Will now begin This you know Fight Well the search for a new manager to try and achieve the goals of instant promotion back to the Premier League. It's a bit bizarre though, Hugh, right? Because presumably, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of second guessing here, uh, Kilmarnock ha- they have been on a poor run. So after the last game, the previous one before this, they could have sacked Tommy Wright. So uh-huh. did he have today to save his job? I don't know. Well, but the game didn't finish. It was yeah. abandoned because of fog and it was it was one all at the time. The, the circumstances are bizarre However I, I feel that the intention Was there all along I spoke earlier on but, they the program. Have, but really though Would they have been Tommy Wright today Had they scored twice In the last 10 minutes And, and won 3-1 They wouldn't have sacked him tonight I, Would they? I, I think given um, The nature of What's been going on I spoke earlier on In the programme About clubs being A natural fit For people And I said that In relation to Tony Watt And Motherwell Rugby Park has never looked like a natural fit for Tommy Wright. Uh, they have struggled with each other. Manager with players, manager with supporters. It never ends well when it's like that. And it's now a big task for Billy Bowie because since Stevie Clark left and he was the appointment of all time for Kilmarnock and he did wonders with them, but since Stevie Clark left, the managerial position... Mm. Has never been filled properly Well it's only right we follow it through Because you, the conversation did start during the week With Simon who's a Kilmarnock fan And he's called back Simon you've got your wish How do you react to tonight's news? Oh, absolutely delighted Relieved The best early Christmas present I could have hoped for um, I Just listening to what you were saying there guys uh, I got into my seat today at Rugby Park uh, Speaking to the few folk around me and uh, the guy who sits next to me is really knowledgeable, kind of older guy, and he said that he had heard that there was a clause in Tommy's contract that if we were outside the playoffs at the halfway point in the league, that he could be relieved of his duties with obviously a lower compensation. I think that's what it is. The halfway point's been hit. We're not in the playoffs anymore. I think that late Patrick Thistle goal was the goal that sacked him rather than anything else. Um, I think we were just holding off until that point. Um, and then we would have to pay less money to him uh, It's been a disaster since the start I'm sure uh, Roger Hanna maybe can look into that I'll um, tell you what Simon I was very interested in the theory And then though that Does that not make the timing even more ridiculous? Because if that game finishes today And Kilmarnock win it They're in the playoffs That would be the ultimate Sneaky move from the club surely Kilmarnock will not win in that game today um, that was a that was a t- another terrible performance. We played really well the first ten minutes. We got the goal, the penalty, which wasn't a penalty. Um, we scored it. 
we looked we were actually playing some decent football. We looked like we were confident. Uh, after 10 minutes, we, we kind of tweaked the formation a bit. Uh, Fraser Murray was playing in the left and he kind of came central. Um, we had more space down uh, our left there right. Um, that then caused the, the, the game to get a little bit narrower and uh, Dunfermline hit us in the, on the flank and got the goal. Um, I don't think we were ever winning that game today. I think the you know, if we the fog the fog probably saved us from a defeat, we should have probably lost in the job anyway. I think it was inevitable. It was coming. We weren't gonna be you know, we need to win the next five games pretty much. And I don't think we were gonna do that with Tommy Wright in charge. And I think it's the only decision that could have been made. And if it is sneaky, then that's what has to be. You know, the decision has to be made and you know, it's something needed done and the board I have to say fair play to them for the decisiveness because you know, they could have let it linger on what we did with Alex Dyer, um, get, not give the new manager a, a full transfer window. Uh, we didn't do that. You know, we've we've made the decision one way or the other, and um, yeah, I think it's the right one. And just go out get Jack Ross now, James Fowler's friend. What's with him? Number of clubs. Go get him now. Tell him to put himself back in the shop window. Spend a wee bit of money. Uh, Billy's obviously done that before. Uh, you know, Steve Clark wasn't a cheap appointment. Neither was Angelo Alessio. You know, he can make those big appointments. I think he'll do the same. I think he'll go for Jack Ross. Whether we'll get him or not is, is up for debate. But, you know, it's, go out, ask him, go out, ask the question. It's the thing, only thing we could do because it wasn't working. Yeah, listen, there's no. I always admire people who show ambition, and a, a club the size of Kilmarnock should have ambition to go straight back into the Premiership at the first time of asking Simon. I know yourself and other Kilmarnock supporters were asked to pay season ticket money at the same level as the Premiership last season. And the whole idea of that was to give Tommy Wright and the club a budget for the football department to get back into the Premiership. Um, to be sitting fifth at this stage of the season is not good enough for Kilmarnock. So whether it's Jack Ross or whoever it is, they know what the task is. The task is to get back, preferably as champions, if not through the playoffs. Anything short of that's failure for Kilmarnock. Simon, when you think of the size of the crowd inside Rugby Park when Steve Clark said his farewells and they were Kilmarnock supporters, you know, the, the majority inside the ground were Kilmarnock supporters. It shows the potential fan base that Kilmarnock have. Since Stevie Clark, you know yourself, the job has not been filled adequately enough. And a proper appointment, a, a, an appointment which builds on the potential at the club has to be made now. Otherwise, Kilmarnock start to recede into the distance. This is a this is a watershed moment for Kilmarnock. They need a proper appointment now that, that, that keeps the promotion dream alive and keeps the club in a forward going direction. Another wrong appointment and you might even slip out of that division. I mean, Gordon Diel, he will appear on a full-time teaser at some point as managers have been sacked after games that didn't even finish it. He'll probably be the only one on it. I can't recall too many, so weird circumstances. But Simon's telling us, you know, this is about what's going on all season. Yeah, and plus if I, I think what's probably helped him out the door is the fans have really gone against him, uh, Gordon. That doesn't help. Um but it is extreme circumstances when the game doesn't even finish. It's 1-1. Uh, you can't tell. Simon's at the game. He says there's no chance of winning it. You can't tell that. But it's a case of Tommy just has to move on now. Kilmarnock need to find the right guy. What doesn't help as well is when you're Kilmarnock the size of the club and where you've come from and the budget you've got, you look at who's sitting top of the championship. 
So I don't think that helps in your favour when you've got a big budget, full-time facilities that you've got, and you've got Dick Campbell up there working wonders with uh, a broth part-time. So I wish Tommy all the best, but uh, come on, need to move on now and find herself the right manager to get herself back into the top league. And you talk about wonders at a broth, Dan. Someone just texted me to say they had a few problems today. They only managed four subs at a broth. One was Nicky Lowe, who's been injured since September, hasn't kicked a ball since September. One was Gavin Swanky, aged 38. And one was a certain Robert Douglas, aged, wait for it, 49 years old. <laughs> They're top of the championship tonight, and congratulations to them. Congratulations indeed, it's an incredible effort. Thank you, Simon. I'm sure we'll stay in touch as this story develops. Hugh Keevans, we've got a big day coming up tomorrow. It was a big day this afternoon. Sum it all up for us. This was the day that Rangers took a seven-point lead in the league and put a subconscious doubt in the minds of uh, the Celtic supporters that they can catch them. It's up to Celtic to attend to their business tomorrow, win a cup in one of Scottish football's traditionally great fixtures, Celtic versus Hibs, and then they must go to Paisley on Wednesday with no margin for error and no doubt in their minds that they can bring that gap back to four points because... They cannot afford to go further into the distance before January 2nd and the Old Firm game. Huge day tomorrow, League Cup final day. We're on air from 2 o'clock, so make sure you join us. And GBX is up next.